hopefully I can do it all in one take. Um, I don't know if you've done podcasts before, but I do edit pretty much barely edit. But like, if you fuck up a sentence or a word, just be like, ah, let me do that again and just stop and then repeat yourself. Like no big deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I try to keep it pretty live show. I don't know if you've heard it. So I try to like, just have the conversation flow naturally. Mm-hmm. But again, you don't want, I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to keep you on there if you fuck up something. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Appreciate yeah. that. Of course. Of course. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to apologize in advance. We all got bronchitis at the end of tour. So I'm nice. like still kind of hacking up a little bit, even <laughs> though it's been like a week and a half, but that sucks yeah bell's, bell's probably half awake i have a raging migraine you got yeah. bronchitis we're all in top shape perfect <laughs> everyone brought their fucking a game to the mic tonight <laughs> today not tonight oh it's a good thing i know what time it is <laughs> fucking christ all right <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being here on this ridiculous planet that we call Earth. Let's do our plugs real quick. As you should know, we're online at notjustaphase.net. We're on Instagram at notjustaphase worldwide. And Elias and myself argue over terrible music opinions and other dumb shit on Twitter at NJAP Worldwide. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to say I am hyped that Belle is back on the mic. She's co-hosting with me today for a band we're very excited to be speaking with, and she's going to introduce them for us. Today, we're chatting with Liz Selfish, vocalist for New Orleans metal band Brat, with an audible range of genre influences and a lot of pink. We're excited to dive into their aesthetics and inspirations. Hi, this is Liz from Brat, and you're listening to Human Offense on Not Just a Phase. take perfection absolutely flawless have you like done bro. podcast before because like that was um, just got like a radio voice too it's perfect wow, wow thank you <laughs> i i've done like maybe one or two like with the band but it's it's crazy when you guys hit us up we had like three podcasts reach out at once so there it, it was funny it just the floodgates open so we'll be doing some more but um 
yeah, I used to do pageants. So I feel like that's probably where that comes from more so than like the, the podcast voice necessarily. Pageants. Didn't, yeah. didn't expect that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that's a, like a pretty Southern thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I only did them like as an adult and in New Orleans, if I had done them in Texas, I would have just been like obliterated because it's like so competitive there, but. Oh, it's huge. There. Yeah. It's like huge in Texas. Like beauty pageants? <laughs> Sorry, say that again? Like beauty pageants, I assume? Because like, I know there's other yeah. types of pageants. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not well-versed in this world, as you can obviously no. tell. Yeah, <laughs> nobody is. Um, yeah, like Miss okay. USA style stuff, like pageants. Cool. Yeah. I don't even was think it a good time? Yeah. Like, no, I it, I thought it was fun. I mean, you know, it's it's ridiculous for sure, but... I did it for like a few years and then I just got like too old. I was like 28 and there it's like, all right, you're like 80 in pageant years now. So you gotta go, but it was fun. Yeah. It's cool. Did you have to do like dances or like a special talent? Did you get up there and be like, I can sing. So there's like different pageant systems. So when you think of talent, that's usually like Miss America. They have to do an onstage talent. Uh, Miss USA doesn't, it's more of like a modeling thing. And then there's, a lot of other like smaller pageant systems too. So it just kind of like depends on the system. Um, I did not do any that had an onstage talent portion because I have none um, other than this and uh. rat. And I don't think that would probably go over well, but um, yeah, so <laughs> not for me. Okay, cool. Well, they say you learn something new every day. I yeah. don't think I often do, but today I did. <laughs> there you go. So that's cool. Um, before we get too into it, I guess for the listeners who might not know, would you just want to please state your name and what role it is you play in the band? Sure. I'm Liz Selfish, and I do vocals for Brat. So as I said, you got this podcast voice. Do you you listen to any podcasts in your free time? I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, one that I do is called Tooth and Claw. It's actually an animal attack podcast. That Brenner and I love to listen to when we're like on the road, on tour, just like taking a road trip. That's really like the only one that I listen to like pretty religiously. Um, yeah, I haven't really like delved into podcasts that much. I feel like I need to because there's just so much out there, but it's like overwhelming to try to to find stuff. Yeah. A podcast on animal attacks. That's yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like from like a, a a bear biologist like viewpoint and he like goes through the attacks and like talks about what people should have done differently and it's like it's like educational but it's also entertaining so it's a good one if you haven't checked that out and you're interested that is so cool (laughs) yeah are are you worried that you're going to be a victim of a bear attack in your area is that the god i hope not um but actually (laughs) rock climb a lot so okay you go to areas where you know, that's more prevalent, but definitely not in New Orleans. Do you have a favorite bear? Uh, <laughs> like a favorite no. type? I don't know. I guess probably a grizzly because they're like the most insane, but I would never want to come in contact with, with one. So. <laughs> <laughs> bears are bears are fucking cute, but yeah, they're... they are. They are. They'll get yeah. your ass. You <laughs> so outside of... um bear attacks what what other uh what other hobbies and passions are are occupying your free time outside of you know the band and music um I've been a runner my whole life so that's kind of like been my main thing I did track and cross country all through like my childhood into college um and I still run every day and work out every day and same with Brenner um I would say maybe like four years ago we went to a rock climbing gym in new Orleans and he just like became obsessed with it. So we do a lot of rock climbing now, which is kind of funny because there's literally no rocks in new Orleans, but um, we'll drive to like Alabama or Tennessee or something and go rock climbing. Um, And then we have like a small bouldering gym here that we go to pretty often. So that's kind of like our main thing outside of just music and what we do with Brat. So you do like legit rock climbing, like actually like out in the wilderness rock climbing, not just like at the practice places. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't in New Orleans because there's no real rock here, but we'll take like trips to go drive to real rock and climb outside. How high up have you gone? Um, probably like a hundred feet. Um, Fuck that's that. like the highest. <laughs> it's like the highest you can do for what's called like single pitch. Anything pretty much over that point is usually like multi pitch. Um, but yeah, it's it's scary for sure. It can I, be. I assume you you tie off and all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. So we we tie in and have the whole the whole setup. So it's very safe. Hundred feet. What is what is that in stories? Nine stories. Nine stories. Fuck that. Fuck that. Nine stories. No, no, no. no. I've, I've roofed like three story tall shit, and I got I got nervy on that. Nine stories yeah. up. Fuck that. I just had to do the conversion. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Fuck actually that. never knew that. That's how many like floors that was. So that's interesting. Yeah, hundred feet is about nine yeah. stories. That's fucked. Yeah. Okay, so you're completely insane. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I'm like not much of a thrill seeker at all really in like my normal life but like climbing i can get down with for some reason wild yeah climbing's actually rob you should try it i feel like you would actually have have a little bit of fun at least i just said at three stories i get a little nervy now i'm I'm, in my old age i'm not the i've been above three stories (laughs) i've been above above three stories but now at three stories i'm shaky but you could even do like yeah bouldering is like where you're doing like more intense climbing, but it's much shorter. So it's usually like 15 feet, but the moves are harder. So like something like that is like more approachable for people who aren't into heights. Huh? Yeah. I've always wanted to give it a whirl. I've never been to the, um, the rock climbing, like places where you can go and like practice and tie off all safe and everything. Yeah. I bet in Canada, there's probably like great rock climbing. I, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not unhinged. I don't go climbing nature in my free time. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Very cool. Very cool. I'm glad I asked that. Yeah. So you guys took off during the pandemic and couldn't play your first few shows until after the lockdown, if I'm right. What was it like? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, we we actually started the band during the pandemic. So we didn't have to take an off period. We were like creating the band during COVID. Cool. Uh, What was it like building a listener base without playing live and starting things up at such an interesting time? Yeah, it was, it was weird because we put this project together during the pandemic. And so for a while we were just kind of sitting on it because we didn't want to like announced that we were a band or like put anything out before we could like play live or actually do anything with it um so july of 2021 was when we were able to book our first show and at that point we're like okay we're gonna like put out a song and that's how we're gonna like announce that we're a band so it was definitely weird because we're we're just in like this waiting period of like okay when is it like safe for us to play a show again and then there was just so much like back and forth after that of like of like going back into like a quarantine and coming out and like things were kind of like in flux for a while, which was was weird to deal with as a band. Was it weird having like a lot of first impressions (coughs) come through online instead of having kind of the live experience and kind of easing into the scene with the music? It was kind of like both at once because we were like, immediately like the first thing we did as a band was we dropped a single and that's how we were like hey we're a band here's our our first song and here's our show in two weeks so it was all kind of like just at once so yeah we're able to like listen to a single first um and then but we had our our first show like immediately after putting that out there how did you get into making heavy music and what initially sparked the interest in general Um, so we've all been like going to shows and into like in the scene, I guess, since we were like kids. So, um, this is my first band personally, but Brenner, Hennessy and Dustin have all been playing in bands for like, you know, 15 years. Um, but so we've, we've all been like around this and involved in this in different ways for a long time. Um, so it was, it, it felt like pretty comfortable for everyone. 
how would you describe what bimbo violence is to someone and kind of what you've built your own idea of heavy music into? Yeah, I just like came up with that term because I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously like supposed to be a play on power violence. Um, I just thought it sounded like stupid and funny. And then all of a sudden it became like our whole thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's uh, just, it's kind of cool because it's like we created our own term for our genre, which is kind of like a myriad of a lot of different things. Um, but like, we definitely take a lot of like hardcore and power violence influence, like grind, death metal and thrash and kind of like put it all together. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's kind of cool learning that you did pageants and kind of how it plays into the whole kind of image you guys have going. Um, yeah. Do you feel as if the heavy aspect of your sound itself and the soft kind of feminine imagery is just a matter of inventive and artistic contrast that keeps people interested? Or do you think the two have more in common and go more in hand than people initially think? I think it's like, we definitely like play on the, the juxtaposition of like the two being kind of polar opposites. I don't know how much they would necessarily have in common um it's just kind of like something that we thought was like fun and funny and we just try to keep the band and everything like pretty lighthearted. yeah so it's more of like leaning into the contrast sort of thing right right what sort of writing dynamic is there in the band does it kind of come about naturally or does everyone assume certain roles in the room so Brenner writes about 90% of the music. I would say he'll, he'll like, you know, come up with all the riffs and, and kind of map out drums and then pass those really rough demos to Dustin. And then Dustin will make adjustments with drums if, if he feels like, you know, things need to be changed. So it's mostly Brenner, but Dustin as well. Um, my role is basically just uh, there to critique everything. I'm like, I don't like this riff, take it out. I don't really contribute that much. Um, and then Hennessy, our bass player, has has also like kind of joined in a little bit more recently as far as like contributing some riffs. So it's becoming a little bit more like collaborative, but I'd say it's still like primarily Brenner doing most of the writing. For sure. Is there a certain sound or musical concept Brock keeps in mind when, write, when writing, or is there any elements you keep inspiration from or know and purposely try to include in the music? Um, <coughs> I wouldn't say that there's like anything specifically that we try to include or try to like keep like as a theme, but I will say with some of the writing, like, um, with Brenner, he'll like play me what he has and I'll be like, oh, I don't think this sounds like us necessarily. So we'll like make adjustments based on that. If something sounds like kind of off course of, of what our, our general sound is, we just try to keep it a little bit more like cohesive in that way. How would you describe your sort of general sound just using maybe two words? Oh, two words, it's hard. <laughs> I'm going to like cheat this and use the first one as a hybrid, but I'm going to say okay. death grind hardcore, or you could do dumb heavy. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love that's that. a good one. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say bimbo violence. Oh, wow. Smart ass about it. A missed opportunity there. <laughs> um, is the pink Britney Spears sort of sparkly element of things something that you've been into since you were little or did it just come in for the music and the concepts um when I was growing up like little little I was pretty much a tomboy and then in high school I started like I said I, I grew up in Dallas so um, I became a lot more feminine in high school and really bought into the pink glitter traditional kind of like feminine imagery. Um, so since high school, which has been a long time for me at this point, um, that's been like something that I've really enjoyed and, and I really like. And so that's kind of how that became part of our whole aesthetic with Brad. 
Did you guys sort of get together with that sort of contrast of ideas coming together in mind or did you guys sort of start writing music and it just kind of came up? Yeah, we didn't initially think about doing that at all. It was kind of just like, we knew when we were writing the music, we were like, it would be really fun if we put pop samples like in our live set in between songs. And then we struggled for a really long time to come up with a band name. And our, our working title for a while was actually Scuzz, which is funny because we toured with this band that we're friends with Schmuck, just a grind band from the Northeast. And uh, one of the members actually has another band called Scuzz. So if we had picked that, we would have had the same name as a, an existing band that we would end up with touring with the their other band. Um, but we we finally landed on Brat and just kind of like the combination of Brat with like pop samples kind of helped just like put it all together and like create this whole vibe that we ended up sticking with. Yeah, for sure. Have you encountered people in the music scene that sort of reject that aesthetic? And is there a big contrast between any criticism you receive online versus in person? Yeah, definitely. People are always like way harsher online than they are in person, just kind of like the nature of the internet, I guess. Um, the only thing we've really experienced in person, uh, we did a tour with I Hate God last fall and we were kind of like, oh, I don't know how how this is going to go, you know, with like our whole aesthetic and our whole set um, with just a bunch of old heads that come out to see I Hate God. Yeah. And, um, and it was it was definitely very well received, but we did get heckled at one show by like just some some old dude in the crowd. It was like, you guys suck, blah, blah, blah. So but other than that, like the response has been pretty positive. But there's definitely people that are like, you know, this is dumb or whatever, but it's the nature of the beast. Yo, shout out that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. It was actually <laughs> kind of nice because um, we had someone come to the merch table and be like, I liked you guys, but then I liked you even more after that guy was heckling you. I was like, I got to buy some merch. <laughs> so worked out for us. In your experience, do you think sexism still has a strong presence in the music scenes Brat performs in? It definitely has a presence still. Um, when I was going to shows in like high school, it was way more prevalent than it is now. I feel like things now are a little bit more like, I don't know how to put this, like on a, on a smaller, more subtle level than they were at that time. Like I remember like 15 years ago going to a show with my friend in high school and it was a band that was all dudes, of course. And on the mic, they like called this girl in the crowd a slut. And I'm like, just like that kind of thing could never happen these days, which is amazing. So it's like, there's definitely a lot of progress that has been made, but it definitely still exists. Um, I mean, you'll see that in like internet comments a lot, but also like we've had talks of like touring with bands that people are like, oh, you, you can't tour with that band because, you know, the singer can't tour with like a younger woman or, or something like that. So kind of in, in smaller ways and less like in your face ways, it's, it's definitely still present. Yeah, for sure. What, what do you mean can't tour with? I'm curious on that. What do you mean can't tour with? Just those? like because they'll, they'll be inappropriate, either make inappropriate comments or, you know, like, oh okay so. so you got warned that they're basically just like creepy douchebags right right yeah wow. making their own problem other people's problems yeah oh that's fine ways. yeah do you feel as if you have the same experience and obstacles as a male musician with how you know more progressive the scene has gotten or do you think well like even with instances instances like that um bands that are just male musicians don't have to deal with that so right yeah I mean there's definitely obstacles that still exist that only bands that have women in it are gonna face like you know obviously that scenario is not gonna happen with a, a band that's just all men yeah so there's definitely still obstacles that exist it's just again in kind of like a different way I feel than it used to be yeah but um at the same time do you think <laughs> having a feminine perspective um gives you an advantage to your, your music? Um, I don't know if I'd say an advantage necessarily, but definitely like a distinction um, 
definitely kind of like a, a different perspective than men would have for sure. Yeah. Um, did you feel discouraged before starting due to the lack of feminine representation or do you feel a certain pressure due to being one of the few in the spotlight at all? I don't say I'd feel like a lot of pressure due to that necessarily. And I mean, even now with just how, how things are like growing and progressing, there's just more and more bands that have women and them popping up every day, which is awesome. So it's, it's definitely, you know, changing and shifting as time goes on. Um, so, so yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a lot more like examples for people to kind of look up to than certainly when I was younger, um, just kind of from that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, back to the music, what are some of Brat's biggest influences when it comes to sound in general outside of the inclusion of pop samples and so on? Um, definitely like a lot of different things, a lot of hardcore, a lot of grind, a lot of death metal. We have some thrash riffs, a human offense, which is the single that we put out most recently has a lot of influence. I feel like from just us listening to like power trip, uh, and, and then kind of initially when we were writing, we we're listening to a lot of like Mammoth Grinder or Mind Eraser, or I should say Brenner, I guess, because he's the one that's primarily writing. But um, that's kind of where a lot of the influences come from. Yeah, I don't hear enough about Mammoth Grinder. I feel like nobody talks about them. So that's kind of cool. I feel like um, I haven't heard anything about them in a long time, which is, yeah, like, I don't know if they're. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. Like, I, I haven't would, heard anything. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you think Brat represents to an audience or what would you like to represent just with your music and girl power, baby? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like our whole thing is just kind of about having a good time and like not taking things so serious. Like, I feel like there's just, there's a lot of bands that, just take things too seriously and it's like you know people are here people are coming to a live show to just have fun and like have a good time or at least that's always been my philosophy yeah there's definitely an avant-garde side of grind and mm -hmm. that sort of genre yeah which can be fun but it can be but it can also be pretentious at times and it's like no one wants to deal with that oh for sure yeah
What is your favorite part of doing live shows? I've always liked performing, just being a theater kid, doing pageants. So it's just really fun for me to like get on stage. And then it's always fun after just talking to people and especially if it's like someone's first show or something like that, that's always really exciting. Just kind of like being out there and meeting new people. Um, that's definitely one of the highlights for me. Is it me? Yep. Is that what <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeesh, I'm going to edit that out. That just sounds awful. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I feel awful hearing that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Thank you, though. So what's uh what's so far been your favorite show, favorite show or tour memory as a band now that you guys are actually able to play shows again? This past tour has definitely been my favorite tour that we've done. Just one because we've done four tours at this point. We've been a band for it'll be like two years in July. And um I feel like I'm finally kind of getting the hang of touring a little bit more. Like my voice is strong enough to be able to go. We did this past tour 23, 24 shows with no days off. Um, and so I feel like because of that, I'm able to enjoy it a lot more. Um, and then, of course, just the lineup being Cro-Mags, Ringworm, and Nomos. It was just an insane lineup to begin with, and the shows were all amazing. I definitely had, I feel like, the, the most memorable time for me in Tampa, which was kind of funny because it wasn't like a, a particularly like banging show but I um I was able to watch everybody set that night and I was just like really emotional at that show like just kind of like holy shit like I'm on tour with Crow Mags and so that was like probably the best memory from for me from from touring and just from shows that we've played Yeah, I was going to say, you've had some pretty cool live recordings and have been on some amazing lineups. So what have been some of your live show or lineup highlights so far? Definitely getting a Hate Five Six video was really cool for us. That was just kind of like a bucket list thing that we'd, we'd always wanted. Yeah, congrats um, on that. That's thank sick. you. Thank you. It was a very rough show for me. Um, I actually like cried in the van after it because I thought it went so bad, but, um, watching it back, it's not like terrible, but it definitely was not my strongest set. Um, I actually play every show with earplugs in. So I kind of learned to do vocals that way. Like I listen to my head voice more so than like the monitors, which is kind of nice because it doesn't really matter what's happening with the monitors because I can always just listen to my head voice, but I could not find my earplugs before that set. And I was like frantically looking for them in the van and Brenner was like, it doesn't matter. Like you got to go, everybody's waiting. And so I used Brenner's like weird, they're like whatever musician specific, like earplugs that just did not work and they were not staying in. And it was just like, so like from the jump, it was just stressful and, and my voice just wasn't, wasn't doing it, but um, still just like, having that opportunity and having that was amazing um i wish it had been a little bit of a better show but i'm sure we'll have more at some point so i thought it sounded great but Thank pro you. tip um kleenex if you just ball up kleenex and shove it in your ear if you can't find your plugs at the venue oh it works wow. super well i have not heard that or tried that that's definitely good to know yeah it does the job just yeah, as effective as earplugs i find crazy Mm -hmm. if you're in a pinch yeah Hopefully someone's got some cleaning around <laughs> i'm definitely more prepared now like i bought this like massive thing of earplugs so that that hopefully does not happen again but if it does good to know about kleenex <laughs> yeah you cannot even tell in the video it's pretty fucking sick but Thank i you. would lose my earplugs all the time so i made them into earrings for me personally oh wow that's so smart <laughs> I, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, but who haven't you played with yet that you'd love to share the stage with? Man, I feel like there's there's so many bands, but um, crazy, just like from like a local standpoint. So obviously New Orleans has such a great 
history with like metal bands and we've played with like every big new orleans band except for crowbar we have not played with crowbar yet so it would be really cool to play with them uh, <coughs> another band that i really like is Esquela. So I think at some point we'll probably be doing a tour or something with them, but I'm surprised that we haven't played with them yet at this point. Um, so definitely those two are the ones that just kind of like I can think of off the bat. Yeah, with Esquela, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that'd be super sick to see and hear. Yeah, yeah. That'd I be cool. think it'll happen at some point. So fingers crossed. Very cool. Well, I got a couple stupid questions. Bell's got a bunch of good ones. She's uh, <laughs> much better at this than myself. Um, I like asking questions that I think no one has asked you before. You said you did like two other podcasts. Have you done them already? No, the ones that, so when we got the, the influx at the same time, we have not done those other two yet. So we'll be the first ones? You'll be the first one. Yeah. Well, uh, I've done, good. We've done a podcast before i think it's been a while so this is the first one in recently that i can think of awesome i just wanted to be an asshole and say fuck those other podcasts so yeah fuck them (laughs) (laughs) no that's sick okay cool um well i'm assuming no one's ever asked you what's the most illegal or dangerous thing you've ever done in your life no one has asked me that but also I'm like, I, you know, I, I don't think I can share that. I feel like. Okay. What about dangerous? Cause I know people, people don't want to do the illegal route, which yeah. is fine. No one wants to implicate themselves. And right. Not that I've done anything that's like heinous, but you know, I don't need it. I don't need a trail behind me. <laughs> you don't so, want it on record. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dangerous. Ah. Like a side of, you know, climbing up fucking right. stories of rock. I can't really think of anything other than that, to be honest. And that doesn't, it's not even a good one because it's actually very safe but i mean is yeah. it because like i don't think that would feel safe <laughs> i don't know yeah no it's definitely safe it's like if as long as you know what you're doing then then it's very safe okay yeah well hopefully an easier question to ask um you know boldly assuming you're not a pacifist if there was a hypothetical situation where you could punch anybody in the face just one time, as hard as you can, and there's no repercussions, who would you give a punch to? Probably no one, uh, because I actually have punched someone in the face before. Um, gosh, when was this, like, maybe, like, seven years ago? Um, I was just hanging out with a friend, and somehow we got on the subject that I had never punched anybody and he was like, oh, just punch me in the face. I was no. like, uh, yeah, he was like, no, it's not going to hurt me. It's fine. So I punched him in the face. He was totally fine. <laughs> I broke my hand and had oh. surgery. Yeah. So I how hard did you up. hit this guy? What? How hard did you hit this guy? If he's fine, you broke your hand. OK, so pretty- I think I think the problem is I punched him and then he's like, do it again. And I punched him twice. And I also just didn't know what I was doing. So. I was oh, okay. basically like the outside two fingers of my hand. And I just like looked down and my, my knuckle is like way too far back. And I was like, Oh no. Oh. 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 <laughs> Improper form. Okay. Yeah. Bad form. So I won't be doing that again. That's for sure. So no one's getting a punch. Okay. <laughs> no one's getting a punch. Yeah. You're done with that shit. Mm-hmm. Learn my <laughs> lesson. That's awful. I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. How long did it take to heal that broken hand from like a punch? I've never heard of anyone breaking their hand from a punch. Like it's it's actually called a boxer's fracture, which I think is like ironic because if you're a boxer, you you know what you're doing and you're prunch, like punching with proper form. And gloves. But, uh, yeah, and gloves. But yeah. it wasn't even that I broke it. It was that I broke it to the point that I had to get surgery on it. Like it was Damn. like a whole thing. So not doing yeah wow i feel like i want to punch this guy in the face just because like he he fucked up like he, I mean, he fucked you up know, by encouraging you he's a great guy i can't you know <laughs> shout, shout out to my friend rob that let me punch him in the face oh his name's rob he's probably a good <laughs> yeah dude. yeah he's probably great, a good dude, great dude but oh, uh yeah. okay yeah but not doing that again <laughs> awesome okay um what music do you listen to that could be 
could be considered a guilty pleasure either to yourself or others? I feel like I should have a lot of these, but also like I listen to a ton of pop music and a ton of dance pop, which I feel like it's not even really like a guilty pleasure because it's also like kind of built into our whole brand. So it's like, I don't know. I can't even be embarrassed about that at that point. Um, true, true. I don't know. Pitbull? I love Pitbull. Is that embarrassing? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, okay. There. There you go. We'll go like, Pitbull. Like Mr. Worldwide Pitbull? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you mean the king? Yeah. Oh, that, dude is cringy. <laughs> that dude is cringy as hell. Dude, he's amazing. All right. We can't all have taste. It's fine. <laughs> and he I is a sex I... symbol. Yeah. No. Can't. You guys think Pitbull's attractive? Are you fucking he's a serious? Sex symbol for bald men. no 100 all bald men are sus i'm throwing that out on record damn savage that's a bold statement oh man i feel like you can't just write off all bald people like that but obviously i will agree that they're either awful or like chef's kiss yeah there's no need there's no no mid yeah so you're like you can't just stereotype them all like that but i mostly agree (laughs) that's literally what you just said agree with you the other 50 percent knows that the other half of the bald guys are pretty chill i would agree with that for sure in my experience (laughs) most bald dudes are sus i'll go with most or half batting average isn't good we'll put it that way Fair. rob i feel like you can't give me this next question because your name was so good okay all right i'll do the question just don't get too fucking excited you just make sure you introduce yourself you've been around for quite some time here you were probably around during the myspace era i assume did you during that time have a cringy myspace screen name I did not. And that's because I grew up in a household where my mother was very strict about internet use. So I kind of missed the whole MySpace phase. And then in college, when it was like way outdated, I tried to like make one just like for fun. But (laughs) yeah, I totally missed the whole boat on MySpace. I joined with like Facebook when I was a teenager. Oh, so you never had no like cringy scene nickname or anything? No, never. Damn. Yeah. Have you seen pics or anything like? Um, probably pics that are probably on my Facebook for sure. Nice. But yeah, but nice. no, no MySpace for me. Okay. Yeah, Rob did not miss out on that era of the internet. <laughs> yeah, you're active, active <laughs> participant for that. Bell just wants me to say again on record that I jokingly had the nickname Robbie Softmosh. Ooh, because everyone <laughs> used to. <laughs> Sounds bad. Everyone used to, you know, like, oh, sick mosh, hard mosh, and stay brutal and all that shit. But, like, I listen to a lot of emo shit, so I thought softly moshing was funny, and it still is. I stand by it. It's a funny name. Is that a name you coined yourself? Like, you gave that to yourself? I did, and that's what makes it even cringier. <laughs> that's <Yep>. amazing. <laughs> and that's oh, why yeah. Bell's, Bell's just been ecstatic about that since she learned it. That's oh, my awesome. gosh. That's amazing. Bell has, like, 800 nicknames, so I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Hey, I at least I didn't give any of them to myself. I will say that. There you Fuck. go. <laughs> it was a different time. You weren't there, okay? Oh <laughs> you weren't there for it. I didn't have to be. I know. Um, so what was your album of the year for 2022? When I was thinking about this, I feel like all of my favorite releases, when I like look back, they're actually from 2021, which is funny. But I feel like for Same 2020, year. yeah, 2021 was like a really good year for music. But for 22, I'm going to do Memory Theater, Squala Grind. Yeah, there was some, there was some good grind in 2022. Uh, was No Moss, was that last year or was that this year? Every time I think I'm like, oh, this came out in 22, I like look it up and it's from 21. So I'm like, I don't even know. Every time. Yeah, I don't know why that's <laughs> in my brain, but. Um, if you could give the world a gift, what would it be and why? 
oh man this is like such a pageant question I feel like I should be <laughs> more ready for this world peace um I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna go world peace yeah let's do that I feel like you definitely win with that answer yeah the classic <laughs> what's the next big goal or accomplishment you want to reach as a band like a big venue you want to play or a festival you've always dreamed of playing any goal or milestone you want to accomplish for your future we've actually got some cool fests line up for this year that I can't say yet because they haven't been announced but um we also really want to play obscene extreme in it's like in the Czech Republic so we're hoping for that for 2024 I mean we have like no no nothing in the works it's just like a, a dream that we're hoping to achieve we're, we're definitely going to be doing Europe in 24 but don't know about that fest but there's just a lot of really good fests in Europe too that will be amazing and can't wait to get over there that's like a big milestone to just play internationally yeah that's super cool that is sick and, and if I hit pause on the recording can you tell us what's what's coming up <laughs> that hasn't been announced yet <laughs> uh I don't know I, I don't know I'd have, uh, I feel like I'd have to check with our agent. Oh shit! You guys have an agent? We just got one. Yeah. Oh, congrats! <laughs> Fancy, Thank you. Fancy. Yeah, big timers, big timers. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but you know. <laughs> world tour coming up. Yeah, world tour. Yeah, we just got a an agent for U.S. and for Europe. So it's so cool. we definitely will be doing Europe. It's just a matter of Whoa. putting that in motion. Is it the same agent or do you have one per country? Like no. per- yeah, it's two different agents. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I find that most U.S. agents don't. Like, there's usually different agents for overseas. Yeah, it would have been crazy if it was a kind of yeah, all like in one. That's right. a very vast area to cover. Right. All of it, yeah. Sick, though. Congrats. Thank you. So what's new for the band coming up this year? So we're really hoping to do a West Coast tour more towards the end of the year because we still have not gone to the West Coast yet. Um, And then we're working on our first full length right now. We are hopefully going to be wrapping it up either this month or next. So that'll be released maybe later this year, maybe early next year. Just kind of depending. And then when are you get into Canada? You really want to go to Canada? I don't know yet. We have you actually most most bands don't yeah. want to come. Oh, oh cool. We we actually got a possible chance to do Canada, but it was like a week after it would have been now. So like right after we had got back from <laughs> this last tour. So oh shit. Yeah, weren't able to do it. And actually. So we all got sick at the end of tour and our drummer got really sick. He's actually been in ICU for over a week. Holy fuck uh, from bronchitis. Yeah. yeah. So like he's, he's just been having a really hard time breathing. So they had to like put him on oxygen. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. It like hit him really hard. And um, he's, he's a lot better now. He should be like discharged either today or tomorrow. Thank oh, God. that's good. Jesus. But it's been like a ride for him. So it's really good that we didn't do that because we would have had to like cancel anyway. Yeah. You don't want to come here sick. It's the weather's not even nice right now. It's just yeah. <laughs> like you come here sick. It's like overcast, not helping anything. Yeah. That's no one wants that. No shit. Well, I'm glad, um, glad your drummer's getting out and recovering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's doing much better. Thank God. Wow. It was it was scary for a minute. Damn. Yeah, that's stressful. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. You yeah. must have had a hell of a week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy just like coming back and then because we were all sick at the end. Um we didn't know it was like that, that dire. So he like we got back and then the next day he went to the ICU. Damn, a good drummer is hard to find too. Like that would be a it is. Loss. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it a dark is. joke, but like seriously. No, like, it's it's true. Like, yeah. We we're very lucky to have him. So thank God that he's on the mend. I can't believe you haven't been to um the West Coast yet. I know. It's crazy. Like we keep getting these opportunities on the East Coast. So we keep doing East Coast tours, but it's like 
were like desperate to get out on the west coast <coughs> yeah that'd be super fun yeah it, it'll definitely happen hopefully end of the year well any oh. no you go. Go, go, go for it go for it bill I was just going to say any last shout outs and such. So if you had a question, go for it. No, I was just going to say, give me a shout when, when you do get over to Canada, hopefully I can uh, help you guys out, get some shows if you're looking to book and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So I know, I know promoters around here, obviously. So hell yeah, we'd be happy to have you if you come to Ontario, which would, would be nice. Love to. Yeah. Well, any last shout outs, plugs, or causes you want to speak on? Anything you want to talk about? Well, we don't have any new music out at the moment, so I don't really have anything to plug in that respect. But we've got our music on Bandcamp and Spotify. Our Instagram is brat underscore band. I think it's the same for TikTok and uh, Twitter. <laughs> We're not super active on that. But that's really all the all the plugs I got on my end. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we hope to have you back on again in the future. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This has been great. <laughs>